Previously on Super Magical Force. What just happened? Myrad asked. A power has been awakened in you. But there has not been a waterbender born for generations. The warder's companion arrived, a witch named Moraine McGonagall. But I still feel as if I am a slave inside. What kind of magic are you teaching her now? The warder asked. It's not magic. It's just a bit of cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. The following morning, the four departed. And now... Super Magic Force Wars! Super Magic Force Wars! Fanfiction crossover spectacular. From the quiet forests of Little Earth, to the sprawling cities of the wide world and beyond, to the planets of outer place, the multi-world is a battleground for the dual soul heroes. Each one a combination of two or more fandom favorites fighting to keep the seven stones of aggravation out of the hands of those who would destroy the easel of creativity itself. Written and performed by M.J. Maiello and based on the greatest works of our time. Book Two, Tales of Little Earth. Episode 24, The Wall and the Mountain. Setting, south of the wall, Little Earth. Rand found the journey thrilling, but in truth, he would rather have been back at Emmons Field. He encountered several problems. For one thing, it was getting colder and colder. For another, Moraine would answer none of his questions, as she was spending all of her time teaching the girl the water had brought with him. Even when the water took out his practice swords to instruct Rand in combat, it was annoying. The man had a separate name for every possible sword stroke. It was hard enough not cutting off his own hand without having to remember what the difference was between Herod in the grass and the farmer in the dell. The one comfort was that Myrad occasionally played her lyre and sang. She really did have a most beautiful voice. Everything about her was beautiful. But whenever he tried to talk to her, nothing came out right. Once he asked her about her parents and she ran away crying. Rand had to admit he just didn't understand women at all. He wished his two best friends, Matt and Perrin, were here. They were the ones who understood talking to girls. Then there was the issue of Yennefer Le Fay, who was not traveling with them, but was never far off. Moraine had asked her her purpose there, and she only said that she was there to right a great wrong. Probably felt guilty about what she did to me, Sam the Witcher said in the council chambers, but Rand carried on with his tale before he could be interrupted again. One day, he looked out to the snowy sky, and a band of solid white stretched across the horizon. He gasped, believing it to be an enormous blizzard. But then he realized it was the wall. Before long, the warder and Moraine left them to argue with the grim-looking men in black cloaks. But in the end, a very nice man in black opened the gate for them, and wished them well on their quest. What was his name again? Rand asked Moraine in the council. Who? That kindly portly man who opened the gate for us. Sam, I believe, Moraine said. Was that you? Rand asked Sam the Witcher. No, that wasn't me, Sam the Witcher said. I never worked the gate. I just assumed, you know, the similarities, you might be the same person. 
Why can't there have been two Sams at the wall? Sam the Witcher said. Two kindly, chubby lads named Sam? It just seems a bit, I don't know, redundant, Rand said with a shrug. Who are you calling chubby? Light. I'm just saying you're above average weight for your height. It's a simple description. It's body shaming, Hermione intoned. Are you about done? You've interrupted my tale, you know, Sam said. I think the whole council is dying to know what happened to my poor master. Light. Bingo Baggins, or whatever his name is, is sitting right there. Obviously, he's fine. I think we are overdue for elevenses, Mary Longbottom interrupted. How long are we going to go on with these stories? How many of you, Lord Sagron said, have a tale to tell? The entire council raised their hands. Bob, we will have to cancel the painting demonstration we had scheduled for after lunch. Oh, shoot, Bob the White said. As well as the team-building workshop, I'm afraid. Oh, no, Hermione said. I worked hard on that. Can we go now? Ron Weasley said. Harry and Mai's tale is really, really important. Perhaps Master Rand could pick up the pace, as they say, Lord Sagron said. Blood and bloody ashes, Rand said. Now I completely forgot where I was. We had left the wall, Moraine reminded him. Ah, yes. Leaving the wall. Rand awoke early and warmed himself as best he could by the dying flame of the campfire. Myrad seemed to be lost in a dream. Oh, Edward, she said in a breathy voice. I can't. No, you have to go. She sat up and blushed when she saw that Rand was looking at her. As they set out, the frozen tundra cracked under step, and the wind wailed in their ears. Where are we going? There's nothing here, just frozen wastes and frost giants. Long ago a prophecy was made, Maureen said. The mountain shall appear when the boy born of ice meets the last song of the fallen school. Together they must come to the place of imprisonment. Burn me. It's the Dark One's prison, isn't it? That's where you're taking us, Rand said. Yes, in a mystic mountain that only appears every 333 years. It appeared this very morning, just as Severus calculated. Behold, the lidless eye of the world. She pointed to the oddly triangular stark white mountain in the distance. Production notes. I'm with Mary Longbottom on this one. It is definitely Elevenses somewhere. You know, when I read Tolkien as a kid, I assumed that Elevenses was plural for eleven, and so that meant that it was a meal eaten at precisely eleven minutes after eleven. Two elevens, therefore Elevenses. And I spent the next thirty years remarking to myself that it was Elevenses every time I looked at the clock and saw that it was eleven eleven. At one point, I saw a schedule of Hobbit mealtimes posted on social media, and that listed Elevenses as occurring at 11 a.m. I was flabbergasted. How could they get something so obviously wrong? But then I went down the rabbit hole of trying to find any hint at all that I was not alone in this assumption. But I couldn't find any connection between Elevenses and the precise time of 11.11. If anyone else was ever under this delusion, please let me know. As for today's episode, 
Well, the two Sam joke came about because I, of course, thought of combining Sam Gamgee and Sam Tarly. But then I thought of the Witcher idea, and that seemed much better. So, what else have we got going on here? Well, as usual, there's some references to the Wheel of Time. In the Wheel of Time, Robert Jordan has an interesting technique for describing sword duels. Instead of describing individual strokes and parries, he lists these poetic names for different techniques. Farmer in the Dell, however, is not one of them. Bingo was Frodo's name in the original draft of The Lord of the Rings. Tolkien considered some very strange names before settling onto the names that would become classics for fantasy literature. Gandalf was originally called Bladderthin. Sounds like a medical problem. Thorin was originally called Gandalf. And Aragorn was originally referred to as Trotter rather than Strider. And he was originally a hobbit. Trotter isn't a very menacing name, is it? Lastly, the other day I was thrilled to see on social media that Patrick Rothfuss's long-awaited third book starring Quoth, who you'll remember from a few episodes ago, was given a release date. I was so excited. But it turned out to be an April Fool's joke. Damn it. General Disclaimer. This is a work of fan fiction, satire, admiration, and love. It is solely for entertainment. I do not own the rights to any of the reference works. This includes, but is not limited to, The Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Star Trek, The Hobbit, Marvel Comics, The Wheel of Time, The Pelennor series, Game of Thrones, any Disney properties, or Norse mythology. I do not own the rights to any characters portrayed in this series at all, not even a little bit. The creators of these intellectual properties have not endorsed this work, and they almost certainly would not return my phone calls. The Harry Potter series was created by J.K. Rowling and is owned by Warner Brothers. The works of J.R.R. Tolkien are owned by the Tolkien Estate. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Enterprises, Star Wars, and the works of Disney Animation are owned by the Disney Company. The Pelennor series was created by Alison Croggan and published by Candlewick Press in the U.S. The Wheel of Time was created by Robert Jordan and is published by Tor Books in the U.S. Specific Disclaimer The Witcher was created by Andrzej Sapkowski. Avatar, The Last Airbender was created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konitsko and produced by Nickelodeon Animation Studios. Twilight was written by Stephanie Meyer and published by Little Brown and Company. Also note, Neil Gaiman, Heo Miyazaki, George Lucas, Stan Lee, and Chris Claremont are just plain awesome. This podcast is and always will be available for free, and I am not and never will be making any profit from this podcast. All rights of the original intellectual properties belong to their respective owners. Please don't sue me. Meanwhile, in Emmons Field, Perrin tossed the hammer he had just finished into the air and caught it. It was satisfying work, being a blacksmith, but he had made the hammer because of late a hammer had been in his dreams. When he looked up, he saw his friend, Matt Cawthon, standing there. What's up, dude? he said to Matt. Nothing. We're stuck in this dead-end village. I have no prospects. No one will even play dice with me. There are no fireworks to play with. Naneve confiscated my Dungeons and Dragons books, and the girls won't even look at me. And where is Rand? Off on some adventure. Probably in a tavern with an ogier dancing with a bawdy barmaid before getting a kiss and a cuddle. He always was the one who understood girls, Perrin nodded. Yeah, that's true. Lucky bastard. Hey, you want to let a badger I caught loose into the inn's common room later? Uh, sure. Uh, I got nothing else to do. Karen said, yeah. Do you ever feel like you've been left out of something? Super, Super Magic Force! Magic Force. Magic Force.